It's just a bunch of witty banter. It's my papa. Hey, I'll have a quip. You'll have a quip. We'll both have a quip. It's just cadals. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 137. Seven? Seven. Uh, episode number 137 of the Witty Banter Show. I am one half of your host. I like to think of us as just one giant host. Who's the, well, be... then is it like left and right split or up and down split? Who's the legs? Uh, I you like to feel like legs. You... you're all legs. No, 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 no. You are the legs of the show for sure, right? What do you, what does that mean? I mean, you are always, you are driving us in the right direction. You are always propelling us towards the future. You know, so you I'm, are I'm the, the guy on the back of the horse just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're driving everything, man. You're the conductor. Me, you know, I'm the head, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the head of Ultron over here. You know, I'm the personality. Don't really serve any other purpose. <laughs> I don't really do anything functionally for Voltron well, as dude, a whole. I mean. I think it's safe to say that Hunter does all the work. Yeah, absolutely. He is the hands. You do a good, but you prepare the games, man. That's not. <laughs> Let's not at. knock you on that one, man. You're more than show, buddy. Hey. <laughs> well, I appreciate that little uh, confidence boost. For me, of course, I am Max Scott. With me today, as always, Mr. Chase Williams out in California. How are you, sir? Can't can't get rid of me, man. I am. I um. I don't know why I feel the need to continually podcast. Are you sick of it yet? Am I sick of podcasting? You still enjoy it? I mean, I, I enjoy talking to you guys, recording or yeah. not, right? The recording is just a little extra on top. It's a little, yeah, it's a little uh, icing on the a cake. A little there. icing on there, right? So I can always Hunter, go back and review all I the stupid shit I said. Even if Hunter was not in busy season, he would want the break. Like, he was yeah. tapping out. He's like, I cannot keep doing this. It is, a, it is more so a job for him than either of us, I would say. Right. He's got the most actual workload to consider. Mm-hmm. Not like us. We just kind of show up. We go to our trailers, you know. Yeah, he we, just makes us look pretty. Yeah, we pamper ourselves up, and then we come out for the spotlight. That's really all we do <laughs> for the most part. So let's just go ahead and give out a special shout-out to Hunter Dorsett, who is not here. He, I, uh, oh, I hope right now. What? You know what was crazy? He what? was in San Diego this weekend. Really? I what? got to hang out with Hunter like you on a Friday night. You saw him? Is he okay? <laughs> yeah. Is he all right? He's alive. He's yes. alive? Are you serious? That's great we, news. We actually sat down and watched a bunch of Dragon Ball Fighters beta footage so he could check it out. Kind of refresh himself. What did he think? What, what was his what was his first He's uh, very words? intimidated. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. He thinks it looks great, but I yeah. think he's pretty worried that he's going to be starting at square one. But I was like, dude, yes. Dude. No matter even if we had the game for an extra hour or an extra two weeks, you're going to be so far behind. But that's not that's not the point. Like, you're not trying to catch us. You're trying mm-hmm. to learn and enjoy yourself. You're trying to play the game. Have a good time. Feel that enjoyment that we feel as fighting game players. Because yep. I, I think he'll be just fine, you know. Which, uh, by but the nice. way, when this, when this episode yep. comes out, that game will have launched. And you better believe that Max and I will be playing all weekend. And the yes. next episode, I am sure... Will just be nothing but impressions and excitement and pros Most and cons. Definitely, uh, the game launches in a little over twenty-four hours ish, probably twenty-four hours and some change. It technically com- becomes available on PlayStation Store if I, if my math was correct, uh, at twelve o'clock New York time or East Coast time, which means I should be getting it around eleven o'clock, and you'll be getting it. At nine at o'clock, nine. that's yeah. pretty juicy. You got that's that's already a competitive advantage. That pretty you're swanky. gonna have it early in the day, 
time for you to be able to just start playing. That's pretty. That's bullshit, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we move on, though, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the podcast uh, project that me and Max Kelleher mm-hmm. did, which the final episode posted today as of this recording. It's called The Greatest Game, and it's on iTunes. Just search The Greatest Game. And we did this show through the website OK Beast, which we've had a few of their um, members on this guys. podcast before. Yeah. And it's a it's a podcast about video games, but through like an academic lens, and we really enjoyed doing it. And I just want to shout it out here on this show now that the whole it was just a three episode series, but and, and Hunter produced it too. He did a really good job making it sound really nice. So that's out there if you guys are interested. Yeah, he said, so it's the last one. The there was four in the series, right? There was three. We, three. We thought it was going to be four at first, but we we cut it to three. Okay, that's okay. Well, that means this is the one that I sat in on, so I actually got a live. Uh, yeah, I got to hear this one live when it came out, and I do also recommend this one very much. So it's a delightful intellectual treat for anybody. <laughs> Fucking little little smorgasbord. Yeah, little uh, cheese and charcuterie board there for you of game knowledge. <laughs> <God damn>. uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to our show, the opposite of an intellectual treat. <laughs> yeah, uh, where we just kind of spit a stupid morsel, if you will. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, soup, uh, if you will. <laughs> We are just kind of keeping it easy, you know, this time around. Like we were talking about before, Hunter could not be with us. He's still bogged down pretty much with his real-life job, with his yeah. career and stuff. So mm-hmm. kudos to we're him. We're getting pretty tired of the excuses, to be quite Yeah, <laughs> oh, my gosh, right? I'm working 90-hour weeks. Oh, my gosh, I really want to die. Well, yeah, get over <laughs> I can't, it, Hunter, I geez. can't tell if I love this or if I really yeah. love this. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but we're just going to keep it a little bit simpler, just you and me kind of spitballing. But that being said, I do just want to you know, ask you, are you drinking anything for this episode, or are we keeping it nice and clear-headed? My stomach's been weird, man. Has it? And I feel like if I put booze on top of that, it's going to just spill right out. I understand. And you know what? I, I didn't drink anything on the last episode, so I think it's only kosher that we balance it out a little bit. I'm not really drinking too much either. But I did wake uh-huh. make one of my own little uh, just... You know, one of my favorite treats. I don't know if you'd really consider it a cocktail, but I do. But an Irish coffee, you know, decaf, right. you know, because it's pretty fucking late. I want to overdo it here. But I do I enjoy me a little bit of a uh, Irish coffee from time to time. I had several Irish coffees on the airplane to and from Japan. And that is like a cheat code because the coffee picks you up. The alcohol mm-hmm. picks you up. Yeah. And it tastes delicious. It's of a course. great way to continue in your 36-hour fucking travel day. That yeah. you gotta do. Dude, wait, how long was the flight to Japan? The flight, well, I had it in two spurts. Yeah. So from Houston to Calgary was six hours. Okay. And then Calgary to Japan was like 10 hours and 45 minutes. That's uh, 10 hours and 45 minutes is a long fucking time. But that's it's, a much yeah, more digestible two pieces of time than what I was assuming. Because I'm, yeah. I'm here, I'm thinking like, you know, 18 hour flight or like 16 hour flight. That would be fucking horrible. So. Which. Yeah, I did 13 hours to Germany. And I, I read like 300 pages in a Game of Thrones book over that that fucking flight. Nice. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you were able to keep yourself busy. But we're back now. It's just you and me. Um, let's just, like, look, we're, 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 we're going to be talking about some more DB fighters here a little bit, all right? Yep. We're excited about this game. I'm excited about this game. So uh, with enough stalling, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. This is Witty Banter. Beep-doop. Beep-boop. So, Chase, we've been talking a lot about this game. We're both pretty excited about it. All right. We both got to play it. It comes out in just an hour. Are you feeling any differently now 
than you were a week ago when we last talked about it? Are you more or less excited for it? Is it building continuously? Are you over it? I think I'm at the same excitement level because after having played it that night, I was just I I couldn't believe that I wasn't playing it anymore. Yeah. Um, and all of the sound, the original soundtrack, like all the themes for all the characters came out this week. <laughs> yeah, they're all and yeah. We, there's some killers in there. Awesome. Dude. There's some really <laughs> good ones in there. <laughs> like hit is straight up just bebop jazz and guitar go. riffs. That guy's fucking like, awesome. Yeah, I mean that alone makes me want to play him. But I mean, there's there's a couple. Just classic Arc System Works butt rock tracks in there, dude. Arc System Works is like, I I I will stand by it that one of my favorite fighting game soundtracks of all time is Guilty Gear Accent Core, and that mm-hmm. was because they were just like, let's put in all the rock, but not put in all of the fucking butt rock fucking lyrics, whack ass <laughs> fucking generic lyrics ever, right? But in the new game, it's like they did the same thing. But then with the lyrics, it completely changes these songs for me. Like there's some of these oh, songs awful. that I'm like, man, this would be really cool if there was nobody singing over this. Yeah. Because this is it's fucking so trash. <laughs> I don't know who but, those yeah. soundtracks are for. Like, I don't Dude, know who's putting those on and jamming that shit. What are you talking about? It's the fucking people who fucking love Trapped, who love fucking, <laughs> I can't even, Five I don't know, Three Doors Down. Punch. I don't know all those kind of, uh, you know. Sorry, not to offend anybody who's like really big fans of those bands, but they do suck, and you probably suck for listening to them. <laughs> uh, but but no, I, I'm I'm excited about the music too, man. The music is is awesome so far. You know, they're going to be launching the more like the like actual Dragon Ball Z themed music packs with the game. You're going to be able to change the music to fit your form of Dragon Ball Z, right? Are you? They're going to have like the rock tracks from Toonami. <sighs> I don't know if Bruce Faulkner's stuff is included. Cut. I hope so. I would assume That's so. That's a pretty big detail, dude. <laughs> well, you should have probably looked into that before you brought this <laughs> up on the show. But I know that's what a lot of people are asking about, and I don't know if anybody's gotten a direct answer yet. But that would, that be, would huge, be fucking tight if Bruce That's Falk- the thing about Faulkner this game that I've been talking about is, like, it. if anything, even if it's a shitty fighting game, we're done with it in six months, yeah. I, think it, I think it honored the... Uh, like the property of Dragon Ball fight of Dragon Ball Z, yeah. like it was a proper homage to the series. I think that the series as a whole is stronger because of this fighting game yeah. than it was if if the fighting game hadn't come out. And if they can put even like Bruce Faulkner music into it, it's like the perfect time capsule of it's the perfect love letter to the series. And know? I think Arc System Works and Bandai are both self-aware enough to know that that would be a hit. That that's not something that's like, oh, you guys still remember that from Toonami? I mean, I didn't even know. We didn't put it in there. We just put all the music from Super or whatever. I think that they are (laughs) self-aware enough to realize that that is something that the people want. And I can't imagine that Bruce is doing all that much or, you know, would be really that, you know, upset to have his music back into the franchise like it was before. So I hope that that happens for sure. Uh, but have you seen all the people who have gotten like early access copies to this game? Yeah, there's a lot of tech videos coming out already, and it, it makes me a little anxious because I don't like seeing that people are like figuring this stuff out. But honestly, dude, I I kind of disregard most of it. I in the same way that when I saw tech videos for Arcade Edition like a few days before it came out, and it was like, look at this crazy fucking <laughs> reset. Holy shit, you've never seen damage wow. in a combo like this. And all yeah. I can think is, like, who knows how viable any of this will end up being. You know, like, who knows how, if this will ever be able to come out in a real match. Like, 
I'm st- I'm still just sort of waiting to get my hands on it for myself. That's know? interesting, man, because I've taken the opposite approach. And I uh-huh. think that we are going to be approaching this game with two very unique ideas. You're going to be going in a lot fresher feeling than I am. Because right? I have been just watching streams of people who have early access copies to this game. And just going through mm-hmm. streams. And if somebody's playing a character that I was already interested in, I just hang around. Because all they can do right now is hang around in training mode. And I guess could do like arcade and stuff. But nobody seems to be playing that very much. And I've been watching a lot of people just experiment with moves and experiment with different characters. And I have been getting fucking jazzed watching yeah. some of this I shit, mean, dude. That's, that sounds pretty helpful. Like, watching people experiment, that sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 and it is. I mean, I, I have been just, I've been just trying over this last week to take in as much just information to consider once I start playing the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And not that a whole lot, not that I really feel like I've gotten a whole lot more information than I did playing the beta. Cause like you said, I mean, playing is believing, man. Playing is when you're actually going to like understand some of these elements more so than uh, you do just by watching stuff. But I think most importantly now is that I'm able to, after playing the beta, look at somebody playing the game and see what they're doing, which oh, yeah. is way more helpful than it was when I was watching all these videos before the game came out or before the beta came out. And I was just like, well, that looks like a flurry of something into something well, the question, and then you the, finish what it you with really would say is oh that looks like the show which yeah, is why we were so fucking hype <laughs> yeah, but dude, no i was real. doing the same thing like i was even i was honestly practicing shout casting whenever we were watching a video when i was watching videos with hunter yeah and already i was able to like kind of keep up uh, the keep on pace with what was happening on the screen and explain everything that was going on and that was that alone is huge yeah absolutely absolutely uh, but I've been watching some people break down some characters like Goku Black, which I know you're not very interested in Goku Black. You don't seem like well, you really care, dude. I'm yeah, I'm not. He's just a character to me he at this point. He's just like, a character. He's just a number on a roster to you. Yes, absolutely. What's you're, so cool about Goku Black? Goku Black looks objectively like one of the strongest characters in the game. There's no Why? way he's not. This shit is fucking insane. The fucking the first off the damage this man can do alone is disgusting. Two, the dive kick that he has can be comboed off of raw in the corner and be used as a pretty easy combo extension mechanic, which I'm also very much so looking for with all these characters because I think you and me, while playing the beta, like I I didn't fully understand how to extend my combos outside of like like I was pretty much doing the same thing with every character. For the most mm-hmm. part, so I'm definitely looking around to see how to like really actually extend these combos into more professional-looking or competitive-looking combos. But I can already see how to do it with Goku Black quite a bit. His moves look fucking awesome. Dude, they are some of the coolest-looking moves in the game. They are so lavish and so outlandish, right? I don't remember. I didn't really watch too much of Super, but I don't ever remember him making a fucking pink scythe and then multiplying himself and then flying into you over and over again up a giant pillar yeah. of death. I mean, that sounds, sounds very cool. anime. Yes, yeah, very anime. It's very awesome, which is a character that I was not expecting to be very good. And there's another character that I'm also very interested in from a more objective fighting game player level. And that is Fat Majin Buu, because I've okay. been seeing a lot of stuff with Fat Majin Buu where you can end his combo in a restand. Yeah. And it's making that shit look fucking broken because some of that stuff looks like Why? you just set him up in a way to where you automatically know you can't. They, you are not able to control your wake up options, so you yeah. restand them into that position. Well, to where you don't it's also really quicker. have many wake up options in general, right? I guess you don't really. I'm not really sure, but you are able to control exactly and at a faster pace when they have to guess and figure out 
which I think is fucking super strong, man. It's like re-standing anybody right in front of you in Street Fighter. It puts you into that much more high-pressure situation rather than falling down, seeing what the dude is setting up on top of you, and then just looking yeah, for like I, what the other I guess for doing. me, like on Guilty Gear, you can hit anybody on the ground, and it'll automatically um, – they can tech right out of it. So yeah. you can – if you end a combo in a knockdown, you can leave them on the ground to let them stand up, or you can hit them again. It'll force them awake. Yeah. And so that that mix-up is honestly a part of everybody's game in that game. Yeah. And it's 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 a way – you're right. It is a way to continue to mix them up because um, you just sit there and let them fall down a few times. The next thing you know, you start, you start forcing them up, and then the pressure is already there, and they're having to guess in different ways. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah, I've been getting fucking super jazzed about all the characters in the game. They're all looking cool. Like we've already discussed, obviously, I'll be trying out every character – that's in the roster so far. But I've also, Chase, I've got my eye on the future as well. Right? Can't I'm not just not. looking for right now. Okay? Right now is great. And I'm living in it. And it's awesome. <laughs> Feels great. It's delicious. The food. Wow. Wonderful place to be. <laughs> but I can't help but think, what's on the horizon? You know? Uh, I know that Dragon Ball Fighters did come out and say that they will be releasing eight DLC characters in the future. Wait. And so is it 26 characters the game is launching with? Um, Android 21 is one of them, but I don't know how many that makes. Yeah, I think it's total. 26 it's or 26, 24. And regardless, I was good. just saying, like, plus 8, that's going to be a huge roster, dude. Oh, yeah. When this first season's over, there's going to be a lot of characters already in the game, which is going to be pretty pretty crazy. But, I'm, I mean, I'm over here. I'm looking at the roster, Chase, and I'm thinking, who else could they possibly put in this game? What are the I holes? Mean, the whole the, – <laughs> the, the gang's all here, you know, right? But there are a few little missing people in there. And I know before we got onto the show, we both told each other to kind of think about who we thought might be on the horizon for the next eight DLC characters. And then I'm sure some of them are going to cross between the two of us. Yeah. But I'm sure there might be some that, you know, one of us is thinking about and the other one isn't. So I kind of wanted to go through and we'll go through one at a time. And we'll kind of go back and forth. And if I have one that you have, maybe just let me know. If you have one that I have, I'll let you know as well, right? Yeah. Right on. But I'm going to start us off, and I think there's one that was pretty much a guarantee that will be coming out. And it's an iconic character to you and me. I think we both really like this guy a lot. But Raditz is definitely going to be in the 8 DLC. He's He's got to be beyond. He's not just a you and me character. Like, everyone fucking loves Raditz, right? I don't know, man. Do they? I they oh, have to. I, <laughs> he's like the first Saiyan that you meet, and he's got the Saiyan armor, and his yeah. hair is badass. Yeah, his hair is fucking righteous, man. Fucking and his voice yeah. actor was cool. Yeah, yeah, his voice actor is also great as well. He also has the cool little, uh, I forget what they call it exactly, but his little move that's like keep your eye on the birdie or whatever. That's also cool. He caught that farmer's bullet right in oh, front of yeah. him. I mean, that's a pretty strong move. That's a pretty big jump from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z. We're not fucking around anymore, okay? Yeah, we're, we're catching exactly. bullets over here, right? I have so Raditz as my strong. number two choice for the roster. Number two, like as in there's somebody else that you think is much more guaranteed than he is? Not guaranteed. I'm going off of once. I'm going oh, off of what okay. I want okay. This is to what see. you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. So these, mine are more predictions. but Yours are predictions. Okay, yeah. well, I can mirror you then. So you think, you think Raditz is going to be in there? I definitely think Raditz is going to be in there. Who else do, do you, you think? Yeah. To kick over to my, um, to my end, I have... At the bottom of my list, I was trying to include like a Dragon Ball throwback. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's going to be some Dragon Ball uh, nods in it, or do you think they're going to kind of stay away from that stuff? 
like Dragon Ball only, like Red Ribbon Army kind of people? Because I was thinking of either Ninja Mirasa- uh, Ninja Mirasaki or Colonel Silver from the Red Ribbon Army. Because yeah. Ninja Mirasaki is a guy that Goku fights in this um, in like this garden um, greenhouse. That's what it's fucking yeah. called. And they have like some some funny little back and forth, but you know he's he's kind of like a stereotypical ninja, mm-hmm. but he actually looks kind of cool. And I don't know if like he would be a good fit or Colonel Silver. He's just kind of like a generic looking bad guy, but he's yeah. got like a really cool trench coat. <laughs> and I could kind of see him being like a gun character slash like a brawler who just like beats the sh- like beats people down. Yeah. So I just I don't know. Like I mean, and there's even Garlic Junior and his uh, Garlic. Like, what, if, cool. what if what if what if there was like you could play his minions Shu yeah. and, and Mai together, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like an eighteen and seventeen kind of deal? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I could I could see that. I could see that. Wait, are you talking about Garlic Junior? Are you talking about Emperor Pilaf? Emperor Pilaf, sorry. Yeah, because I mean I mean both make sense, and uh, yeah, those two characters look almost identical. Um, <laughs> but I think yeah, <laughs> I think Emperor Pilaf would be a little bit of a cooler idea. Just because it would be a little bit more unique. I think if you were to play Garlic Jr. in that sense, he would essentially boil down to the same thing that Captain Gingy's got because he's kind of got those goons that hang around with him, those vampire or vampire goons that roll yeah. with him. But that might also be maybe a new cool mechanic too as well, try to include that vampirism as Garlic Jr. But I don't know, man. I think that people, they're going to try to take advantage of what people are looking at right now, and that's Dragon Ball Super more than Dragon Ball. Because I think that they left a lot of Super characters out. And I'm not terribly familiar with Super all that much. Uh, I keep myself posted through Hunter and through Mm -hmm. Twitter and things like that. But I think it's probably a pretty big shoe-in that uh, Jiren's going to be in the game for sure. Who's Jiren? Why does that sound so familiar? He is kind of the new bad guy. He's like the new guy to beat in Dragon Ball Super. He hasn't been beat yet. But he kind of, to me, I thought he had, like, a really generic design. One of his shticks is that he can, like, he beats you up without even touching you at some point, right? Which is, like, kind of been done before. Uh-huh. And he's kind of got this, like, a bland design to me. A lot of people really like him. A lot of people really love Jiren and are, like, really looking forward to him. Which is why this is a strictly prediction case, not necessarily something that I want. I don't sure. think this character's cool. You can put me on record. I'm sorry. I feel like we just lost like eight listeners. That's like half our listeners. And yeah. <laughs> I do up. apologize, but I really don't think Jiren's that cool. But I think it's he's for sure going to be in the next DLC patch. Okay. Well, so the bottom of my list was all of the um, the Dragon Ball shoutouts. I think did I say Ox King already? No, but that could be. Think, what cool. do you think about the Ox King as like a I, big fucking big bodied character? I can't imagine him being in the game, but that would be fucking tight if he was. You'd be hyped if Ox King came oh, up. Dude, that was, that's King. what I was thinking. I was like, Ox King might be a Dragon Ball character that could be very different and unique. Yeah. He's very big. He's got some powers. Mm-hmm. Um, he could play differently because of that. I think that's a very. Uh, I think he could have like a very Potemkin style, like a lot of limitations to himself as yeah. a character, but make up for that in some really stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I think that would be a pretty cool case. Uh, how about another one? I think we would agree on this one here. Master Roshi's got to be in this game, right? So Master Roshi is literally at the top of my list. He's number point. one, Master Roshi. I want Master Roshi more than I want Raditz. You at are this point, like, definitely a Master Roshi We have to boy. have him. I what? think 
Yeah, go on. It, it just, I think it works too, it's too easy. Like, he is <laughs> a fucking kung fu master kung who fu. trained Krillin, Goku, Yamcha, everybody. They wouldn't be here he's without got, him. He's got Kamehameha's, and he fucking powers up, dude. He turns into a beastly man. Yeah. And, like, there could be some mechanics with that. And he's just fucking funny, dude. Mm-hmm. He could use, like, the turtle and stuff mm-hmm. in his... Uh, in his in his special moves, if you wanted, I yeah. think there's just a lot there, and it would just be so badass to whoop up as Master Roshi. He's got the cane. You could like, yeah. you could back bounce him with the turtle shell. Then you could do like a level three to turn into Super Roshi. Like oh, it just yeah. works too well. I think that makes a whole lot of sense, obviously, because you play as Old Man Yoshi or Roshi, right? He's got the turtle shell, the one arm behind his back, and the one arm on the cane. And like yeah. a lot of his moves kind of look like accidental hits and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's like, <laughs> he's got the drunken master stuff. thing. Yeah, like spinning around on the ground as a turtle and stuff like that would be fucking sick. And then you power up into Mega Roshi, and yep. maybe even go all the way, man. Make that like an ultimate Gohan style thing. Like once he's in Mega Roshi or Mega Roshi mode, like oh man, like that's game over, right? That's like triple X factor. And his yeah, Kamehamehas exactly. are huge and do a lot of fucking damage. So I definitely, definitely support that. That'd be so raw. Yeah. What else do you got going on? All right. Um, this one, I just want to see what you say. Do you think this would be a win or a massive blunder to put <laughs> Yajirobe in the game? <laughs> like, I don't believe any character at this point would be a massive blunder, Chase, because I like all these characters a lot. They're all pretty cool, right? Even mass- even Yajirobe? I think Yajirobe would be a cool idea. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, what, what, would you, what would you get? I mean, he's obviously got the sword tech. Yeah. So that would be kind of cool. But I really don't know what else you would you would do, right? I mean, we've already got Krillin in the game, so Sensu Beans are already kind of taken care of. And he let's can, be like, real. Run that's, away. that's and all a lot of really his stuff do. could be like parry based where he like runs away and then pops you or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I just wanted to know if you thought if if like you saw him announced would you be like him? You know, like there are characters everybody else we're talking there are about. Definitely characters I want more than Yajirobe. But I wouldn't be devastated to hear it because there's definitely there's only like three or four that i really like want to be in the next one um and this one while i do want ox king in the game i think that would be a cool idea big body character there's really a big body character that i think everybody's kind of looking for and would just be the right choice really and that would be broly oh yeah, I think Broly I would definitely be the right question. I feel like you're kind of lukewarm on Broly. You don't I've really care about I've literally never seen the movie. I don't know. I don't think I've even seen video of Broly. I don't know anything about him. The only exper- exposure I have to Broly are like the pictures I see of him mm-hmm. and him in Budokai. And I know how much Hunter loves him. I think yes. Broly looks much cooler when he's not mega jacked. I don't think he looks cooler when he's just like. Normal Jack, <laughs> like, wait, like normal <laughs> Jack is like, in like still blue hair or like yes, yeah, okay, cool. Um, right. like so Super I think his, I think his character design is cool. In fact, there's even a figure of Broly that came out in like November that I thought was super cool. Um, so if if he if he got chosen, I I honestly think he's a pretty he's he's a pretty high on the list. I think as mm-hmm. of, of possibilities, he's so iconic. Absolutely, for being just a movie only character who like has never been confirmed as being canon to the series. He's easily like, he's definitely the movie character to put in. So yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. You got anybody else on there? Yep. Let me, let me bump up one now. Zarbon. 
is kind of goofy. Okay. No, I like this. I like this. He's in the characters that we have left, man. This is cool. Yeah, he's in the the Namek saga, Mm -hmm. but he's kind of he's isn't he one of like Frieza's henchmen? Basically, he's French. He's (laughs) he's Frieza's number two. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's got that edge. He's got a transformation, which Uh already gives you some room for mechanics. But that's an install for you. I was thinking about just kind of all of the obscure Dragon Ball Z characters and like, yeah, there's Supreme Kai, there's King Kai, you could do like Mr. Popo, there's a there's a ton of, like Dende, there's a ton of different ones, but for, or like Deborah even, and I, I wouldn't want to see that character in yeah, there. that character sucks. And for me, he feels like the best fit for an obscure character. Yeah, I think that, yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely characters that they should put in. And I don't think he's necessarily one that they should, but I think he would be one that they could put in and everybody would be like, oh, 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 oh that's pretty cool, right? Like, right. That's, that's cool. Like, that's acceptable. I didn't see it coming, and that's cool. Because they do have and eight fucking And he was eccentric enough, I think, to have his own personality transfer into the game. Absolutely. He was definitely eccentric enough. A very fucking flamboyant dude that then turned into, like, the grossest monster you've ever seen. That right. was awesome transformation. He was a very cool character. I like that guy a lot. So I like that. So I like that pick. That's a good one. All right, yeah, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> uh, so, what do you feel about? And this is a character that got leaked, kind of as being somebody that should be in DLC or something. Maybe they data mined it. I forget exactly where the source came from, but apparently Bardock is supposed to be in the yeah. game too, as well. And so, when you talked about the the movie character to include, mm-hmm. I felt like he would be the the next one, right? Yeah, this is gonna. This He's is Goku's kind of dad. Goku's pop, right? Yeah. Who's Turles? The brother. Turles is not actually related to Goku. But Turles is supposed to be when he came down to invade Earth was like the embodiment of what Goku was supposed to become. Ah, okay. if my memory serves me correct, which I love yeah, Turles so, by the way. Yeah, so Bardock, like for me, all he has going for him is that he looks like Goku and has some cool Saiyan armor. I don't know much about him either, so he would be another one that like. And I don't know. It's getting to the point. We already have so many goddamn Gokus in the game that I'm worried we're gonna keep getting. <laughs> characters that play like goku you know i mean dude the characters already like run into each other quite a bit even outside of goku like how much difference are you playing between gohan team gohan goku vegeta like how much like not that there aren't differences and i'm sure there are differences but i'm not like afraid of you can change them in all the right ways to where they don't feel the same i guess but it's it's just the thing where he's a he'd be announcement like um like Broly, where I would, I would just, it would just get a big okay from me. Like I wouldn't be upset about it, but until basically any announcement that isn't Master Roshi or Raditz is gonna make me a little upset. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was gonna ask you, who's your number three then? Like, because it feels like those are the only two characters you're looking for. My number three is, and I put this above my number four. It was a, it was like a curtain call decision moment, but I put Launch as number three. Launch. You Launch would be is a character that constantly shows up uh-huh. in um, in like merchandising for Dragon Ball. Like she's a popular character who like kind of sells Dragon Ball in mm-hmm. general. And I always thought Launch was just funny and kind of cool. And she's badass. She's got like a punk attitude. Mm-hmm. And I think she well, would be one great half of as her like has a, a punk attitude. Exactly. Yeah. And so then there's your mechanic, right? She can switch between two different forms. She has access to, like, guns in her motorcycle, which is very, like, I think iconic for Dragon Ball. I think she's an like, iconic Dragon Ball character, despite how um, 
like how how little she was in the actual show. I I think launch is really just really cool, uh, and I think it would be fucking kick ass if she was. Yeah, in there. no, I I agree, and I think that uh, this game is in desperate need of more female representation as well. So absolutely, I would support that right. decision as well. Uh, speaking of female representation, I think that while I don't necessarily predict it coming in the future, I think we both have some pretty cool ideas of maybe putting Bulma in the game in some way. Yeah. So Bulma's my number four, and this was an idea that came idea that came from Andrew Tarvin mm-hmm. of having her be a items character, much yeah. like Faust is in Guilty Gear. That Faust, would be tight. Faust's whole gimmick is you can throw an item. The item is always random, and both you and your opponent have to react to what the item is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't have to be that way for... Bulma, but you know she is one of the the heads of Capsule Corp. She's always got a, a purse full of capsules with all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff in them. So she could just be throwing capsules out and doing a bunch of setups that way. And you want to talk about iconic characters, dude? Bulma has literally been there since episode one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I would I would love to see Bulma. I would love to see Bulma as well. And I think having her in some sort of like maybe some sort of like capsule machine or something would be a cool little gimmick to have as well. That would also make it, you know, more plausible to have her like have similar mechanics to some of the rest of the people, like being able to fly or being able right. to like kind of jump around a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of running running thin on the rest. Uh, I do want to say a special shout outs to. I don't like these characters very much, but in Dragon Ball Super, there's like these two uh, lady Saiyans from another universe called Kale and Cauliflower that people seem to really like. I don't like them very much. I think they're also very generic and whack, but. That would I'm that's as a prediction they might be in there, uh, sure. but my last one that I have is, I think Mr. Satan deserves a spot in the game. Why? Because I think that there is room, and this is look. There's plenty of characters that we've mentioned that can fill this niche. Any Dragon Ball character could also fill this niche, right? Yeah. Somebody who doesn't have the powers of the rest of the people yet, but I think that having the charm of somebody who, like. Every move that he makes is not necessarily Satan is charming. A person, like as a outside looking in, maybe not in the moment. Maybe if I was interacting with Mister Satan, I wouldn't think that way. <laughs> but I think that you could add enough of like almost like a competent Dan character, you know, somebody whose moves definitely look accidental and look like stupid or whatever, or like you know, tripping and falling or like cameras flashing as being one of his moves and stuff like that. I think that that's all Should cool that and cool. fun. Yeah. Right. So. I think I'd rather have him than like Yajirobe for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I agree as well. So. Um, yeah, Mr. Satan would be, I, and I think if I'm going to argue that launch is iconic, I can, you can also say the same thing for Mr. Satan. He's okay. iconic to Dragon yeah. Ball Z. Absolutely. Um, so I, I wouldn't be upset with that. Yeah. I don't want to see someone like Videl. Dude, why? Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of people talk like, where the fuck is Videl? And I'm like, uh, at home, hopefully, and she'll <laughs> yeah, never come she out. Because Videl fucking sucks, dude. Why do you want Videl in this game? Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that's 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 all my picks. Do you have anybody else you wanted to throw in there? No, I was trying to think maybe like putting the, the demons from um, hell whenever Goku falls off snake <laughs> way or whatever kind of funny yeah like talking about the two characters like the the home for infinite losers guys the blue yeah. and the red guy yeah that'd be fucking yeah, the awesome. hiffle dudes yeah yeah i think that'd be kind of cool but that was that was really my last like cheeky little addition cheeky little thing to put in there but yeah that's that's kind of who i got thinking as well uh hopefully some of these come into fruition as we seek forward because we don't want to get ahead of ourselves we still haven't played with the other 26 characters that oh, are yeah. in this game and let me tell you i'm counting down the fucking hours man I'm glad uh, you're excited. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. Apparently, our friends have just kind of fallen off the bandwagon, Chase. 
Have you noticed oh, that? Oh, yeah, I know. I, the moment that the <laughs> fucking beta was out, I, I recognized that. That was <laughs> incredible to me. Look, Chase, I, I don't think either of them religiously listen to the show, so I think we can uh-huh. have a private conversation right here anyway. Sure. Uh, <laughs> let's be real here, okay? We've got some, we are some pretty competent fighting game players. Uh, we both mm-hmm. pretty much dominate a game within the field of people, you know? Yep. And I think that they don't feel confident with playing with us once we start actually picking up this game, I think that's the real issue for both of them. And See, with Cole, he just wants to get better a, at Street Fighter. And that's a more just, Cole's a more just reasoning, that Cole has limited time. Yeah. He's gotten good at Street Fighter. He's hit, he's hit that threshold in Street Fighter that's a very addictive threshold of being like, I mm-hmm. know stuff about this game that other people don't when they play me. And that's a fucking awesome feeling. Right. So he's fucking, he's going through that whole honeymoon phase and that's great for him. And I think that's great. And I think he's definitely in the wrong, but we have another friend, a mutual friend who's been playing fighting games for years. And he just, I don't Uh think he wants to play this because he knows that we're going to fucking dedicate some real time to it. That is so upsetting. I hate that attitude. Yeah, I do too. I hate the attitude. Like seriously, it was this week and I was like, Hey, let's play guilty gear. And I got this from two different people. I don't really want to play until I've had time to train and actually get better. Mm. And to me, it's like, if what you're saying to me is I don't have fun losing yeah and that's bullshit like you have to get rid of that yeah absolutely and I don't like it, it was upsetting to me because it's just like eight months ago everyone was all about playing this game and in a year ago you and like this one person in particular was <laughs> like oh I fucking love guilty gear you know and now yeah. it's it's crickets yeah no absolutely I, I 100% agree with that so you think it's a defense mechanism already 100% there's enough games out right now to where you can totally just pull the whole like I'm gonna focus on this and not on that kind of situation. Yeah, right? but dude, I'm I'm already setting up shop. I'm already literally pitching my my tent in the game that our mutual friend wants to start playing. <laughs> You're talking about Uniel? Because if you just fucking yeah. destroy him in Uniel, that would just be. I think I'm. I think wah. I could be good at that game, dude. I think. I mean, it's right up your alley, man. You are anime king right now, so I think you should yeah. absolutely try to get into that game. I play sure. Uniel if all if both of you guys played it or Uniest. I forget what the new one's actually called. Undernight, the next Undernight game to come out. Uh, but I don't really do that game. You think that the character design in that game is like interesting? Yeah, I think it's cool, man. Like really? it, to me, it has a cross between like a King of Fighters sort of like a King of, King of Fighters 13 coloring yeah. where they have tons of colors and all the palette swaps look very vibrant and very pretty. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the cast looks like a. I guess you could say like a typical anime style fighting game cast, but yeah. I find those types of characters cool right in this moment. Mm. Um, and like most of those characters like have swords and stuff like that. And they just, they're just, they're different than the majority of the fighting game characters that I've grown up with. So that's why they're, they're just new and fresh to me. You know? Okay. I think that I need to get over that first hump of, cause when I, every time I look at the characters in that game, I'm like, I've seen this character a million other times and a million other things. Yeah. And, but I do think that from, what I've heard within the fighting game community from friends and pros alike that people really vouch for the fighting game system in that game. So it yeah, looks great. Dude. And like the combos all look long and it looks like they take some considerable execution. I've heard from other people that the execution is actually pretty easy, but that's yeah. another reason why I've been practicing doing execution drills and some of those harder games. Cause it's like, it's time for me. Cause like in street fighter, a bread and butter is like four or five button hits. Right. Yeah. And in these other games, like a bread and butter is like a, 15 move sequence yeah. you know and i think that's really cool um and it's super satisfying and i'm just trying to get my chops up there that's actually you know what let's put a pin in this for right now let's take a break for just a second 
Let's yeah. come back on that issue. Just, you know, spitball for another five to 10 minutes. Maybe take some emails and stuff to finish off the show. But I do want to talk a little bit about that before we get out of here. I'm down, dude. Let's do You're it. down? All right. Well, let's beat up boop boop and get on right back. Beat up beep boop boop. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Last time on Witty Banter, two seconds ago, we were talking a little bit about fighting games, and I think that that's going to continue here for just a brief moment, because we've had a few, you know, we've been talking back and forth, you and me, Chase, about DBZ mm-hmm. Fighters on the Horizon, and uh, we are meeting up for the first time, both pretty equally excited about a game, which is yeah. strange, because, you know, our personalities, while... They do meet in a Venn diagram. There's also a lot of space in these other half of these circles here that we both yeah, we're venture. Not no one-trick ponies, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but there's both things about this game that really pull us in, and I just kind of want to talk a little bit about what you look for in a fighting game and why you find the game, the fighting games that you like the most, to be the most satisfying. Man, that's tough, dude. Like. That's a huge question, and I don't even know if I've thought about the answer recently. I know right now what is getting me most excited is the ability to show off both your skill and creativity constantly. And I think what I really liked about Guilty Gear was how 50-50 and mix-up driven it actually was. I think a lot of people talk in Street Fighter about 50-50s as things that are kind of like a bad thing. Like, if there's a lot of 50-50 situations and people, I feel like, are usually more critical of them. But for me, if there there is more information to internalize as a player to know when you're in a 50-50 situation and you have to work harder in these games to ensure that you are never put into those situations. And I feel like... It is extremely creative when you see the way that people mix each other up in high professional play. Like when you watch professional Guilty Gear, yeah, I don't really know much about every individual character, but I can at least see when the mix-up happened. Yeah. And you see mix-ups all day that are continuously different because they have to be because these players that are so good can like call you out on the next time you want to do one twice in a row. Mm -hmm. And to me, that sort of creativity is awesome. And like... Where with Dragon Ball Fighters, yeah, we'll be looking up the, you know, trying to learn uh, the best bread and butter combos for the most damage in the next setup. But I think where this game's going to have its most legs, hopefully, is when it starts to get to the level of, like, these mix-ups are fucking insane, right? Like, how can you, this guess has to be, you have to guess right. Like, I'm going to put you in a guessing situation. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, mix-ups like that are going to be impossible to avoid in a game like Dragon Ball Fighters, because it has a very it has assists, alright, it has Marvel mentality, it has like trying to cloud the screen as much as possible make things as impossible to block as possible but what I've at least found in these earlier forms of the beta is that, you know, I'm definitely, I'm getting hit by things once I started playing competent players, that is I'm getting hit by stuff that I should have been able to see and I like that in a fighting game I like mix-ups to be 
reactable in some way, even if it's just like a faint little bit. Because the biggest part about Street Fighter V is that a lot of these 50-50s end up including a command grab, which are like seven frames, and nobody's reaction speed is seven frames. So you are literally making a guess up or down. And you can call things reads as much as you like, but a guess is a fucking guess. And losing to a bad series of guesses, and in Street Fighter V, again, I don't really know how critical it is in Guilty Gear, but in Street Fighter V, two wrong guesses is game. Or at least it yeah, was in I mean, season two. And yeah, I don't know if it's that way in Guilty Gear. You get blown up in Guilty Gear. Yeah, so that doesn't sound as appealing to me as back and forth, that feeling of like solid play. Like when I play somebody and there's less buttons pressed, there's not a whole lot of things happening so much. Like every jump in is anti-aired, every fucking dash up is fucking swept or every grab is teched. And when you chip each other down this way, while it may not be as exciting to watch is the most engaging for me as a player, because I think that's literally, that's what people say when they say that you're outplayed in a fighting game. If you can make your character feel as much like a wall and optimize all this damage as much as possible. Um, and what I find really appealing about Dragon Ball fighters is that these, these mixups are reactable at this point. And you can definitely like while it looks so fast, the game is really not that fast compared to I would say even Guilty Gear and to Marvel Three. I'd say it's a slower game than both of those games, mm-hmm. which I think is important. And I think that's what's going to make the game so fun. Um, and that's what I'm like just the most excited for when it comes out. I think that that. But yeah, let me say this: like when it comes to reacting to these to these mixups in Guilty Gear, though, there are players who can react and understand when the mixup isn't real. And that's the thing about Guilty Gear is a lot of the true 50-50s have to be, like, pretty perfect. Like, down to the frame, almost, at times. Yeah. And that's where, like, when you see that happening, I feel like they've they've earned it. Whereas, like, with Street Fighter, if the 50-50 is just a command grab, that's usually just a single input, right? It's more about the situation you're in as a 50-50. Whereas the situation you're in, Guilty Gear, after a hard knockdown, that's just a hard knockdown. And it's it's what's coming next after that. And th- you see the best players who can punish a 50-50 by like doing an instant grab or um, using using the blitz shield and things like that and that's then people do react to them and when they do it's fucking hype as hell Uh, you know also like and when you talk about this like really slow measured pacing i really do like watching that in street fighter i like when i watch like daigo who just seems to move with such deliberate purpose and it's cool but there's other forms of deliberate neutral as well. You know, like even if a neutral is fast, it's usually purposeful. And like, yeah. that's why even with guilty gear and what I think is going to happen with dragon ball fighters is yes, yeah, a, a single player might be blocking for a long period of time, but the second he gets, he or she gets their turn. It's, it's like a scramble for that next hit because that next hit is so big. And that's how guilty gear is as well. Like when you see these players who are sort of, dashing in and around the screen and and constantly doing faultless defense to stop their motion and things like that like they are still jockeying for position and they're jockeying for that first hit it just looks a little bit different you yeah know? absolutely and i think that in guilty gear there's so many more mechanics and things to consider that it honestly makes that neutral feel way much more like professional in that sense you know what i mean like somebody who really does take the extra ins and outs to know this game to that point like having to consider not only like your spacing, but consider like blocking everything with a faultless defense 
and like all yeah, these other just extra blocking. Mecha- yeah and just blocking and things like that which i wish was in street fighter i think that that would be an excellent mechanic for street fighter uh yeah but i think that that's yeah i don't i would never try to argue that there's like more or less neutral in street fighter versus guilty gear at all i would say that just more of the game like it just i don't know i i don't think that there's really any sort of argument that you could really back up objectively in that sense uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I know that you're just a big, like you, when we were playing street fighter together, you were super, I felt like you were very into the idea of footsies and that Daigo play. And yeah. that's what you wanted to be is you wanted to be a strong fundamental player. And when you played street fighter, a lot of the times in street fighter five, I think that was something that you can take advantage of. Unfortunately, if you're not super good mm-hmm. at, and I think that's where your faults came into play a lot of the times. Right. Uh, and then when you went to guilty gear, you kind of took like all of the stuff that I feel like would have helped you if you had learned it in street fighter and made you such a strong guilty gear player. Like you focus so much on Oki and setups in guilty yeah. gear that if you had done that with a character in street fighter five, you would have fucked up everybody's worlds. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, which is maybe, funny, yeah. which is weird. Cause I think that it's, it's such a, it was just so opposite of your play style. And then going into guilty gear as well, you thought that like you, you find a lot of appeal in, like you said at the very end of the last half that like these 15 hit combos, right? And you like longer yes. combos. You like the way that feels and looks and stuff like that, which is something that I've never gotten. I don't really like as much in those games, or I don't find as important in those games. I've never really gotten off too much on like longer combos than anything else. So I don't know, man. It just, it, to me, it just feels, it feel, it makes you feel like you earned it a little bit more. Like when the stakes are high enough that to get your 20% combo, it is a long string of inputs. Um, it just feels like everybody has to be more competent at a fight at fighting games in general to be good at that said game. And that's attractive to me right now. Like, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm learning as I'm playing more anime games that the Gatling timings are even changing. Like the game that I'm practicing now, you press buttons very fast. And it took me even a second to get used to that. And I was like, I like this. Like I like to be able to just fucking blow through a ton of button presses and watch this flurry of punches come out, you know? Yeah. And it really, it was that moment in my mind where it separated me. I was like, yeah, like links are cool, but I think I'm happy that I'm getting even further away from them now, you know? Yeah. No, that's interesting. Well, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that. I think that it's really cool that you found your calling, and I hoped for us to really, you know, find a sort of middle ground when we bash up all these people in DBFZ on the same squad now for the first time, which is going to be great. I can't wait to live those games again, man, and just play on the same team, dude. That's going to be fucking (laughs) crazy. Don't forget about the fact that you can play as another character on somebody's team in Dragon Ball Fighters. That's fucking sick. It's so, so cool, dude. Yeah, which means we're taking applications for a third person because our other two friends apparently just bopped off and don't care yeah, anymore. Exactly. Right? Uh, but let's go ahead and see if anybody emailed us any applications or anything this week. Sure thing. All right. Well, we have got a few emails. First one comes from Dooney Ray. He says, what are some of the best Christmas gifts you've given and received? What made them so special? Oh, man. Christmas gifts that I've given... Here's received. one that I've given that I was really proud of. My dad uh, is an arcade game junkie. He grew up in the 80s playing arcade games, and he's flipped two arcade games, yeah. which basically means you get to 999,999 points, and on that millionth point since the 
uh, cabinet can't go to a million, it just flips back to zero. Yeah. He's done that on Galaga, and he's done it on Defender, two pretty damn hard games. Yeah. And I bought him the um, like the top sticker that is on Williams Arcade Machines. It's like the Williams logo that goes on top of Galaga. <laughs> and it's this like three foot by one foot Williams logo from the arcade machine. Mm. I got it for him. I framed it and I gave it to him. That's fucking very cool. That is a it's very good gift. super rad, dude. That is very sweet. <laughs> oh, man. As far as Christmas gifts, I'm not really sure. I remember there was, <laughs> there was like a year when my sister gave my my one of my dad's favorite movies which is hilarious is sea biscuit for some reason what <laughs> <laughs> he fucking loves sea biscuit and uh, how much that horse has to try yeah over. dude i mean i guess it is yeah it's tire, yeah story of perseverance or perseverance and uh my my sister gave him a book for christmas one year and he, like, loved it so much that it was one of those years where, like, I remember me and my brother, whatever we fucking got him, was just like, oh, man. <laughs> like, he, like, sat all Christmas Day reading that book, right? And I remember me yeah. and my brother just being like, did you like your slippers or whatever? And he'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, those are great. Yeah, okay, whatever. And, like, going back and reading this book, and we're like, what the fuck? I know I didn't give that or was given that, but I, it's, when I think about, like, really crazy Christmas gifts, I was like, god damn it. The Christmas yeah. of 2003. You want it to be yours. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, all right. This next one comes from Ben Ebig, who says, imagine if there was a beer named after each of the witty banter crew. What do you easy. imagine a beer named after you fellow banterers tastes like? This is super is it easy. light or dark? This is very easy. It's right, got to be. Got, man? I mean, Chase, you got a Goza going your way, right? It's delicious. It's sour. It's very unique. The right? Goza is good. Yeah, but honestly, man, nothing nothing hits the spot f to me now like just a straightforward as hell European pilsner, like a pilsner. Okay, so something. Oh, actually, you know what? I like that answer because it's yeah. a little bit more like approachable. You mm -hmm. know, like you. Yeah, a lot of people can enjoy it for sure. I can definitely see that. Yeah, I like. But that. if you look deep enough, it's got its nuance. It's got character. <laughs> When you look, when you compare it to other pills, easily, right? That's that's definitely the Chase Pilsner right there for sure. I like it. Uh, what would Hunter be? Hunter is a hundred percent a chocolate coffee stout. Yeah, he's the stoutiest guy of all. He is definitely Easy. the stoutiest one. Probably for sure. an imperial, and maybe it's got some milk stout in there, or maybe it's like bourbon barrel aged. But that there's feel yeah, like there's something extra, right? Like the aging in the barrel or something, and it's listed on the front so that you know, of course. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And it's got to have the ABV on it. Yeah, the good old... Yeah, exactly. It's in big, bold letters. It's actually bigger than the label itself. Yeah, that's uh, probably the name of the beer, actually. It's, it's ABV? Like 9.8. I like it, actually. Yeah, all the beers are named after their ABV. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I would have to stick uh, tried and true, man. I would need to have a delicious Belgian sweet fucking aromatic beer, man. Yeah. I think a, little bubbly, a little bubbly. A little bubbly. Get miss going. Absolutely. Yeah, acidic for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's at acidity raises the flavor of all foods. Always good uh, food beverages, high acidity. You're, you're welcome. a man of your foods. I don't agree with that. I feel like I'm definitely the least foodie out of all of us. But you thank don't you like so to much. eat good food? I feel like you're the foodiest. Oh, of course I'm the foodie. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be fair for you to compare you to me, but of course. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> we're still in Little League here. No, yeah. But thank you for the cool. question. 
Thank you much. Dooney Ray. Oh, by the way, we have two questions from Dunter, but they're both Japan related, and I feel like we should wait yeah, until Hunter, probably gets wait for Hunter to get back to on. the show. Um, but, you know, can't wait to talk about Japan. Of course. Dooney Ray, DBFZ will be a whole new game to play. What's With that? that being said, Max and Chase, how are you going to change your approach to this game specifically? Why or why not? I think that you're taking a very specific approach to this game, and you're trying yeah. to isolate your problems in fighting games. Mm-hmm. And I think that, but at the same time you want to take as unique and as fresh of an approach with this game that you've never taken before, which is the idea yeah. of developing your own tech coming right. into a fighting game already competent in fighting games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's which all, is the first yeah. time that's ever happened. And like, yeah, I wanted to level up my, I wanted to level up as a fighting game player with this game specifically by going into the training room on my own and learning because I had my friend Steven over for a day when the beta was rolling. We just sat there in training mode and he was sort of talking out loud. I was like, I want to show you how I learned fighting games. And I got to see a little bit of, of what he, like what goes through his mind mm-hmm. and how he experiments. And it was literally through the experimentation that he and I were doing that I learned the combo that carried me through the ranks. There you go. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. And you're right. Like, for me this year I'm trying to end my execution problems but I'm doing that kind of outside of Dragon Ball Fighters I want to I'm I, I'm still going to play other games but I'm going to play them to practice execution yeah. you know like it's very much I want to set aside like 30 minutes to an hour 5 to 6 days a week to practice execution in fighting games this year yeah that's a good that's a good goal for sure um going into Dragon Ball Fighters is that this is the first time I'm going to be I'm going to be going into a fighting game that has assists while I'm competent in fighting games. I wasn't very Same good at, at assists when it came to Marvel versus Capcom. When I played that, I was very in my infancy of like learning how to competitively play. And because of that, I never really used them very much and neither did my friends around me. So it wasn't a problem. Right. But right. of course, when I got online or anything, I got blown up, which was very discouraging. And then I didn't really play the game very much. Um, so one thing that I want to focus on is comfortably understanding how to get mix-ups going through assists and how to yeah. utilize them for combo extension, um, covering yourself mix-ups and things like that. I think that that's, that's something that is the most like interesting to me about this game because I think that even after, not that I'm like a master already at the execution in the combo system, but like that seems way more approachable to me than a lot of other fighting games do other than the assist mechanism, which is something that I would like to more utilize. So. That's what I will totally. be focusing on myself. All right. We got a few more questions from Dooney who just thrown them in. Yeah, he says, in if here. you could make the ultimate three-man fighting game team of any fighting game characters, who's on your squad? And he says, let's assume that all characters are viable. Would you go for style or practicality? Well, I would not go for practicality. These are just my three favorite fighting game characters. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's hear them. I like it. I like that. Uh, I mean, of course, we got Cody in there. He's got the All chains. Right. He's looking at the frame traps. It, the shapes. Fine. The fucking <laughs> I think you have confused Cody's play style with him being cool. Because as a character, I think he is stupid. Why is he stupid? He's, oh, cool. He's a yawning guy in a jail suit. I feel like if you just say, oh, cool, and then this in a candid fucking chill voice <laughs> recite the characteristics of anybody, Chase, oh, yeah. cool, you work at PlayStation, awesome, you live in California, cool. <laughs> Doesn't make those things not cool, 
All right. Okay, well then my first pick is going to be Air Mac. Air Mac is the first Mac fighting is, game yeah. character that I mained and decimated people with. I got like, whoa, it was like a 48% combo I had go. with him. You know what my favorite part about you playing Air Mac was? Do you remember when we what? were together and that dude messaged us afterwards and said, I know you're using hacks or I know you're using mods on the game because Air right. Mac doesn't get that high of damage on people. And we were yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> Oh, it felt oh so my good. God, that was fucking great. <sighs> All right. I'm going to put Kai on my team. Kai, of course. You got to put Mr. Kai on there. He's the avatar of my own personal growth, and I think he's a cool character. Avatar of your personal growth is a great title for Kai. Hey, there you go, man. Of course. Um, and I think that his moves are cool. I love the uh, I love his, his voice, like the way he screams and shit whenever yeah. he does his moves. You know, as I as I go through the characters that I've mained, I realize that there's really not that much uh, diversity between the two, uh-huh. which is why I'm reluctant to do this. But I have fallen so in love with Ed as a character in Street Fighter V oh my that I would absolutely keep him on my team. You like him that much? I, dude, I didn't think I did when <laughs> I first started playing him. I was like, what, a poor man's Cody was what I was doing when I was playing his character. But then over time, I was just... I love his. I love him in season three. I think his I new combo system <laughs> is fucking great. You can make his combos look the coolest, but are also very practical, and I love it. So I got Ed in there as well. Okay, I think my last pick, even though I didn't play this game much, mm-hmm. is going to have to come from King of Fighters thirteen. Yeah, because of how beautiful that game is. Yeah, and I would pick Mister Karate. Mister Karate. That's a very chase character as well. He is badass, dude. Nice. His combos nice. look so cool. He's got that those diving like those kicks that fly across the screen, and he's he does the uh, command grab where he just beats the shit out of you. It's fucking rock. It's fucking great. Oh man. Uh, I mean, I gotta give this last one. I mean, I know he's iconic. I know everybody loves him. Who doesn't? But if I don't put Scorpion on my team, I'd be remiss. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, look, playing next him, to you, you know? he was, yeah, he's my main and one of the first times I ever got really good at a fighting game, which was MK9. Man, so I gotta have him in smashed people. Because I remember specifically when you leveled up and when you became your best at MK9 was, I can combo off of any hit with Scorpion. Like, oh, you yeah, that was confirm, a good feeling. You could confirm any hit. And the second you got a hit, you you would finish out the combo. And it was awesome to watch. And with me, like, for Air Mac, it was more of, like, zoning him out getting them frustrated, and then just running that combo over and over again. But you, I feel like you played a much more measured actual fighting game with him. That's the thing, man, is that those are two very strong elements of us learning fighting games that I don't think we realized. That I think a lot of people went into MK9 before like the big competitive scene was that mainstream yet, and we're thinking like combo, combo, combo. But I do think that you had a very strong zoning game and that you mm-hmm. did get people upset and made people make mistakes. And then yeah. I do agree that I do remember like being able to get confirms and like confirming is such a, like a vital aspect of fighting games as well. So I think that we were both uh, really leveling up in those days, man. I've, I've been thinking about mortal Kombat lately and we got, we got fucking good with a lot of characters. You remember my Sonya? Dude, that Sonya was sick. I love that. Sonya. <laughs> Sonya it's a beautiful Sonya. <laughs> Kung Lao too, man. That's oh, a good time. Man. <laughs> All right, oh, man. Um, we got, you know what? Let's keep it going. We're rolling into Woody Banter late night territory. Might as well I, I really want to clear these questions out. Yeah, we so. got to get them out of the way. Yeah, of course. DBFZ, this comes from Junior Ray, will see a huge influx of both veteran and new players alike. Based on y'all's experience with fighting games, what are the do's and don'ts when learning a game? 
And this is in regards to players learning a fighting game for the first time. Oh, okay. Do's and don'ts. Uh, do. Practice in training mode, but not just your combos. Practice yeah. reacting to things. Um, I think DBFZ is a great example of like how things look easy and overpowered, but can be challenged very quickly, given like super mm -hmm. dashes and things like that. And just know that in modern games, there's usually an answer to most things if they are taking the competitive scene seriously. So don't feel like just because you're overwhelmed, it's cheap or there's nothing you can do. So that's right. my... And so I will just follow up by saying like, learn from your losses, enjoy losing, uh, go into games with a goal. If your mm -hmm. goal is just to complete a combo that you've been practicing in training mode and you do it, that should be counted as a win in mm -hmm. your head. Um, and then, yeah, I'll piggyback off of what you're, what you were saying. Practice, um, practice in, in, in the training mode by setting the character to random block and that saying, is such a, okay, yeah. Yeah, if, if the computer blocks, I need to end my pressure in this way. Or if the player does not block, I need to confirm into this combo. And start training yourself um, to get those reactions down. I agree. That's such a that's like one of the biggest steps I ever took whenever I was practicing in training mode was doing like the hit confirming and changing what I'm going to do based on what the computer is doing. Because you get so used to your like the you know the computer doing nothing. That when you practice stuff over and over again and it looks really good and then you go into a match, you end up getting really frustrated because you are dealing with somebody who is moving and is blocking and is reacting to yeah. you in certain ways. So being able to practice while also, even if it's not exactly that same, like they're not moving around, but just practicing while considering what your opponent's doing makes you think in real time, which is how you think in a match. So that's definitely totally. good, good advice. All right, Dooney Ray says Overwatch has its own professional esports league. Yeah, Twelve go, professional teams compete on a weekly basis from January to August for a grand prize. The players have a minimum fifty K salary including benefits. Could this concept work for a fighting game? Like a weekly round robin tournament featuring different players every week? Pros and cons, would a league dilute the viewing experience of fighting games? So he's I think he's wondering if a uh, a league type system can be introduced to fighting games. I think that leagues are best left for team-based events at this point. Um, I do, when it comes to fighting games, I would like to, in order to professionalize fighting games, I would like to see more invitationals. I think that invitationals are cool. Yeah. But I don't want to see the death of joining a tournament everybody joins and these consistent players are the best and get out of them and we see them all the time because they are the best go away. Right. Because it's like not yeah, like any competitive Overwatch player can go out and just play these Overwatch teams, even though they might be more competent. Yeah, dude. And and like that's also an, I think it keeps the spirit of the genre alive in the in the sense that in these tournaments, anyone can join and anyone can walk into an arcade and challenge anybody. You know? Absolutely. That's the whole idea. Um, yeah, I think the way that they've kind of are working it out now works. You know, you have teams that will pick up players and drop them as needed. And I think it's I think we're seeing the prize money continue to go up. Mm -hmm. So I think players are being um, compensated more and more. And I think it's really more on the companies who are sponsoring to learn how to create enough revenue that they can play, they can pay their players 
a competent wage with benefits, even if yeah. they're not winning. Right. Yeah. Which is going to be, I mean, that's, that's tough. Cause I don't think that that's like, there's a very direct answer for that. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that fighting game, the fighting game spirit is a little different than some of these team based spirits, but I do, I do like the overwatch league a lot. I'm not a huge overwatch fan, but like, I mean, I have a favorite team and that's, the outlaws the houston outlaws so there you go there you go <laughs> all right last question from dooney ray says how often do y'all have dreams what do you dream about most often and what do you think that dream means um i typically don't have dreams and if i do have dreams that means that i am thinking about something really hard in my real life and it usually comes mm. through in the dream in some way really right yeah like i'm i have dreams where i see people from high school all the time really that's been happening even more lately i keep run like and i mean just random people from high school and mm -hmm. it's not even like oh hey good to see you it's like no these people are just in my dream right They're just in there somewhere yeah. yeah and i have dreams at locations very frequently like uh, reoccurring locations um, I'm, but I've never really been one to f look for meaning in dreams. Like I think you probably could, and there's probably even validity to some of those endeavors, but I, this just never interests me. Like whenever I have a dream, I'm, my first question never is what did that mean? I'm usually, I usually just try to hang on to the feeling of how vivid the dream was. Like to me, the most enjoyable parts of dreams are like just experiencing a different form of reality. Like it was real. And it's usually just me trying to hold on to that. Interesting. Um, I agree. I think that I think there is like meaning to dreams, but only a meaning to where like you had that somewhere in your mind. And like for a second, that memory or whatever came up and influenced how you dreamed. Not anything more than like where you are actually emotionally invested or psychologically invested in that certain concept. I think it's literally right. like random enough to where you don't have to think about it too hard into what your dreams feel about. But uh, yeah, no, normally I don't really fucking ever dream. Like I usually just wake up like I was dead, which is weird <laughs> to think about. But. That sucks. I love to dream. And really? in college I took a lot of time to learn how to lucid dream. And I did that for a while. Um, and I sort of know what makes me dream and what makes me not dream. Um, and I think dreams are they're like they're like something I try to maintain. I like to be a I like to consistently dream. Yeah, there's nothing like being in a dream and realizing you're in a dream, which is a very it's good feeling. Incredible. Very yeah. good. <laughs> Can do anything. All right, that's all the questions, man. Let's wrap it up. We're wrapping it up. All right. It was a long one, but a juicy one. Man, when we come back and we talk, we're gonna have played Dragon Ball Fighters. It's the it's dude, yeah, it's time. One of us is gonna be Shoving it in the other person's face because that person remember won when the first. We did our first Mortal Kombat showdown. Yeah, we went to your house. I awesome. remember that. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. We even we had like a celebratory cake and everything. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Pretty cool, man. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I can't wait to relive those moments. Uh, but yeah, dude, I will. I will talk to you once DBZ Fighters is out. Uh, in the For meantime, sure. if you guys want to keep up with us, keep up with that hot. DBZ fighter or fighting game tech. You can follow either one of us. I'm sure go through our likes. I'm sure you'll see some stuff in there. You can follow me at probably max. You can follow chase at bodacious chase. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can follow us at witty banter show. And if you don't have a Twitter, 
good for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you can enjoy your happiness. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Tell me what it's like <laughs> out ours there. Is gone. Yeah. Ours is done. But uh, if you get time, feel free to swing by wittybantershow.com, a website that we've built. And that's all of our stuff on it and our pictures in a color scheme that we all really like. It's really representative <laughs> of our interested. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and take a look at that. Anything else before we head on out of here, Chase? That's everything, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Me too, man. Well, adios, sir. Bito, 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 bito. Beep, 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 beep,